I'm sure that if you've been part of this community for the last three, four years, you've always heard, you've always heard, we're trying to do so much within our own masjid for the next generation. And while we're trying to do all this, there is one thing that is happening within our families. There is that one thing that's happening within our social circles that is also affecting the youth. And you and I don't realize it, but it's not bringing the youth closer to deen, it's pushing them away from deen. There was a survey and a study that was done a few years ago. They asked many youth, what takes you away from Islam? Why do you have doubts in your deen? And so forth. And while many of them said, you know, there were some social issues that were drawing them away from deen. They, were, they had a, a crisis of faith in some certain areas of our deen. For some, they said that there are some aspects of the Qur'an, the sunnah, that we do not understand. And we, it, you know, we find it, uh, you know, we go through some difficulty to understand the logic behind these verses of the Qur'an. But did you know that there is one area, one category, and one thing that was mentioned by many youth, many young men and young, young women, and they said that the one thing that draws us away from deen is people who claim, they make very bold claims, I follow Qur'an and Sunnah. But the way they talk is against the Qur'an and the Sunnah. The way they carry themselves is against the Qur'an and the Sunnah. The way they treat their family members is against the Qur'an and the Sunnah. The way they treat their community members is against the Qur'an and the Sunnah. And they see these people talking, I only follow the Qur'an and the Sunnah. I'm a very religious man. I'm a very religious woman. But their entire life and everything in their life is against the teachings of our deen. This is, brothers and sisters, we may not realize this, but this draws many people away from deen. Not only our youth, but a person who doesn't even come to the masjid. A person who's far away from religion. And anytime they have even the slightest inclination in their heart that perhaps let me, get, let me come closer to deen. But they see a person who comes to the masjid. They see a person who says, I am a, a religious man. I'm a religious woman. And they see their lifestyle and they said, if this is what religion is teaching them, I want nothing to do with it. Brothers and sisters, this idea that religion, because those same people who say that I'm a follower of Qur'an and Sunnah, I have Qur'an and Sunnah in my life, you know what their idea of life is? Religion is not for me. Religion is for everyone else. This is their way of thinking. Religion is for everyone else. Wallahi, brothers and sisters, you have no idea, not just recently, but how many calls I get, how many people come to my office, how many conversations I have with other shuyukh and so forth, and people knowingly that this is something that is wrong, things that they're doing that is wrong, and they're coming to the masjid on a daily basis, and guess what? They are telling other people that this is not for me. When you tell them this is against the Quran, the Sunnah of Rasulullah they said that you know what that's fine that's their response that's fine you don't understand my situation what will a person say to Allah on the day of judgment when Allah says when you were in that situation you had the right choice you could make the right choices either either you could have chosen to follow the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet or to follow your desires and what will they say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Ya Allah you don't understand my situation 
Is this their response? So first of all is, if this is the way we live, brothers and sisters, we have to understand that we do not realize but we may be pushing people away from deen. Deen is not only for other people. They and every single person besides me and besides ourselves, we are not judge, jury, and executioner. Allah is judge, jury, executioner. I'm not responsible for other people's deen. I'm responsible for my deen. I need to practice my own deen. And when I know that there is something that is wrong I'm doing, first of all, we're not only pushing people away from deen, but we are hurting and we're doing dhulm upon others that they could make a dua against us. There was a man who came to a sheikh and he was asking for some ruqya. He said that I'm going through my hand, it has become like sort of paralyzed. So can you please make dua, you know, give me some ruqya. So the man, the sheikh, he read some ruqya, he blew on him. He says, hopefully it should, it should feel better. Come to me after a few days. He came after a few days, he says, again, there's something wrong. You know, my hand is feeling, you know, I feel numb. I feel like this hand has become paralyzed and so forth. Again, he read ruqya. Few days later, again, he came back. Third time he read ruqya. Then the sheikh said to this man, have you ever wondered have you done anything wrong to someone? Have you done wrong to someone before? Did you take someone's wealth? Did you do anything? And very quickly, the man says, Sheikh, I follow Quran and Sunnah. This was his response. I'm a man of religion. I don't do these kind of things. So the Sheikh said, well, then perhaps you need to do some thinking because there's something that is wrong over here. The ruqiyah is not working. Perhaps you may have done something wrong to someone, you violated someone else's rights without even thinking, and they probably, you know, they made dua or something. You need to, you know, think deeply about this. Years went by, this man never came back to the sheikh. So the sheikh thought, you know, he's probably upset because I was trying to give him a reality check. So this man, so the sheikh and this man, they ran into each other some years later. The sheikh said to this man, what happened? He says, Alhamdulillah, everything is good now. He says, just all of a sudden, everything is good. And he said that, well, after I talked to you, it got me, it got me thinking. And he says that a long time ago, a long time ago, I was building a house for myself. And my next door neighbor, the next plot, I um, mean, next door, it was, there was a house over there. And there was, in this house belonged to a woman and few children. Her husband had passed away. This was, this was the only asset, financial asset that she had in her, uh, in her possession. So he said to the sheikh that I told her that why don't you sell me your house? I'll give you a very, I'll pay you out very, in a very handsome way. And you sell me your house. And she said, no, this is the only thing I have. I'm not going to sell this. So he said that I went behind the scenes and I went to the, the contractor, I went to the, 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 the mayor of the city, the person who's in charge and so forth. And he said that these were people that, you know, I had a really good connection with them. We had, you know, we had a very deep, uh, friendly ties. So he says that I went to them, I talked to them, you know, and they basically, what they did for me is that they did a favor. And what they did was that they took the land of this sister. They took the land of this sister and they gave it to me. And not only that, but when this lady would come, 
She had children with her. She has no man to fight on her behalf. When this lady would come and she would yell and scream at the contractors, at the bulldozers, the people who are using the bulldozers and so forth, all they would do is that they would smile at her and laugh at her and they would tell her that, you know, to uh, they would ask the security guards to remove her. At that time, she made a dua against me. She made a dua against me. And he said that I thought about it and I remembered. And he goes, I went hunting for her. I literally went everywhere searching for this woman. And I went to this woman and I told her, I reminded her. She remembered me right away. And he said that as a way to show my apology, I'm giving you back all the money that I took from you and whatever the worth is in the, the price of this land is, I'm giving you that money. This, this man says to the sheikh, this lady raised her hand and as soon as she finished her dua, my hand was absolutely fine. My hand was absolutely normal after that. As soon as she made dua, because he realized that I did something against her, and I did something so much against her that she made dua against me because she was mazloom. Brothers and sisters, when we do things to others, when we hurt others and we call ourselves a very religious person, we don't realize the people who claim, the people who go around telling everyone, and there are some certain people like this, they have this characteristic, I follow Quran and Sunnah, I follow Quran and Sunnah. SubhanAllah, it's those same people who don't follow the Quran and the Sunnah. Okay, those who call, who talk a big game, they have no game. Okay, they're the ones who don't follow the Quran and Sunnah at all. So that is why we have to keep in mind when we do these kind of things, we're not only pushing people away from the from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, but we are doing zulm a lot of times on other people. And the punishment of zulm is not only in this dunya, but it's in the akhirah also. So I leave you all with this. This is the most important thing. If you don't remember anything from this talk. Always remember, deen and religion is not for others. It starts with me first. It starts with me first. My ma'amalat, my way of interacting with others, treating others, my akhlaq, my ma'ashara, my, my ibadat, it all starts with me. I'm not responsible for other people. I'm responsible for myself. And Allah will ask me about myself. And Allah will not ask us about anyone else. That is not what does exist today in the mind of a Muslim. Today for many Muslims, it's about religion is for them. I can violate all the laws of religion and I have no problem. We need to change that. If we want the help and the nusra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that mindset and that philosophy has to change. So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us for amongst those who practice first and then we apply in our life. Ameen Rabbil Alameen. Wa jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. إِنَّ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَالْمُسْلِمَاتِ وَالْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ وَالْقَانِتِينَ وَالْقَانِتَاتِ وَالصَّادِقِينَ وَالصَّادِقَاتِ وَالصَّابِرِينَ وَالصَّابِرَاتِ وَالْخَاشِعِينَ وَالْخَاشِعَاتِ والخاشعين والخاشعات والمتصدقين والمتصدقات والصائمين والصائمات
والحافظين فروجهم والحافظات والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات أعد الله لهم مغفرة وأجرا عظيما